7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, um, if I didn't have any feelings of of disappointment. disappointment. Um, I think obviously one would have expected to to play a role within the within the tournament. Um, and like you mentioned, it's not just myself; it's it's Andy as well. Um, a guy, I mean, has been playing for several years for South Africa in in the white ball format. So yeah, from my side, definite feelings of disappointment. Um, but yeah, also feeling feelings of I feel almost being let down in a way. Um, I don't think that comes from any point of entitlement from my side. Um, but I think I also have to caution myself from from delving too deep into it. Um, probably not the right time. I'd like to I'd like to think as much as I'd like to speak a lot more about it. Probably not the right time. Um, our focus at the moment is with the India and the World Cup and doing what we need to do there. But yeah, definite feelings of disappointment. Thanks, Nathan. So Cecil then's here. Do you understand the people's reaction at the fact that you weren't part of it? Uh no. So to be honest with you, I haven't been I haven't been following the media as I as I've always um, kind of approach things. Um, I guess it does. It is comforting to know that you know there's there's a part of the people who who kind of share the same sentiments um, that I have. Um, like you said, you know you want to be you want to be selected, you know on on whatever merit or whatever credentials um, that are there at the first that 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 are there. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest with you, um, I don't know what's happening out there. I know what I'm feeling, and I'm speaking from that point of view, um, but I don't know what's happening out there. Thanks. Take Remember, um, does it become uh, a burden when every time you're not selected for a side, it becomes a racial issue? Is that, is that yeah, I think the question the question's a valid one. It has merit. Um, but I think, like I said, I am cautioning myself and trying to delve too deep into this whole matter. Um, I think whenever the time comes, whenever the, the right time comes, as I would say, I'll speak more into it. Um, but like I said, I feel disappointed, I feel let down in a lot of fronts. Pachema, um, Mark uh, said just now that um, last night you guys had a function and it sounds like the team have rallied around you a bit. And and I mean, the guys here in the team, you know, I think our friendship, our relationships go far beyond than just being teammates. You know, we're friends off the field. Um, and I think guys just being there in terms of their presence, for me, has, has been enough. Um, I, don't, I don't expect words of sympathy or, or, or anything like that. Um, it's just the guys being there in their presence, um, Knowing that with us being together for the next couple of weeks, there'll be an opportunity for us to create memories, to create experiences that will that will remember. Um, for me, that's that's honestly was enough. 
Okay, so that's a very emotional Temba Pavuma then. Um, just um, basically saying how he feels. He feels let down, feels very disappointed, even though he doesn't feel that he's got a sense of entitlement, but he clearly doesn't understand why he was snubbed here. And what's quite interesting is that he says he will speak when the time is right. And I thought that uh, quite interesting. So clearly he seems like he has more to say, uh, Temba Pavuma, or more that he wants to say. And maybe he feels that this is not the right time or he wants to gather his thoughts and, and not be as emotional as maybe he was today and, and, and come and speak when he's calmer. We do welcome your reaction, but we're going to speak to Umpila Ramela. I think let's take the breaks here and then we'll speak to him. He's already on the line and just get his thoughts on the auction and just the whole SA20 league. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, we welcome your reaction, 0614104107. But Umpila Ramela joins us on the line. Uh, better himself, former president of Saka, a man who's got a double hundred in domestic cricket, so he should know what he's talking about. Umpila, good evening, and thanks for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Good evening, uh, Tabiso, and good evening to the listeners, and thank you for the opportunity to engage. Thank you. I don't know how much you've heard of Temba speaking today, but just what do you make of his reaction to uh, to going unsold at the auction? I think it was a very uh, telling reaction. Uh, you can even hear in the tone of his voice a lot of disappointment. Rightfully so. Um, and, I, and I appreciate the fact that he says he's not speaking from a position of entitlement because it's, it's easy to accuse a player of being entitled when they feel disappointed. But uh, after all, we must acknowledge he is the captain of the national team. And one would have expected that um, a player of that stature and that magnitude would have been part of the auction. I think it's an important message that we're sending to the world, if that is the case. But obviously here, things are completely different. And we're sending a very different message about uh, the faith we have in our leadership. And I know auctions are very difficult things. They, They are quite competitive. They're quite complex. But I think um, if you look in other parts of the world, these things don't happen. And um, what was the what, what could have been the reason then that the captain, the man that's leading you to the T20 World Cup n- next month, actually is, is not even playing in your flagship competition? Was the was was the price too high? Maybe is it not good enough for T20 cricket? I, I think to be fair. He was, his base price was 850. That's not an unreasonable price for someone who leads the team. I think he's proven himself as a leader in the national team. His strike rate might not be uh, shooting the lights out, but he's extremely competitive as a cricketer. So I think his price was competitive. I think uh, there was a lack of consciousness when it came to the auction. There was no intention to say, how do we balance our team in a way that is representative? And that also gets the best out. Because you would have expected, Tabiso, that, for example, all the people, all the players that have represented South Africa in T20 would have been picked up. Mm. And if you move this away from Temba and look at young emerging players like Tashile, Mutos Pamela, yes, they might not be shooting the lights out, but T20, domestic T20 competitions are a great platform to rapidly develop skills, to grow players, and to make sure that your talent pool is forever expanding. So, and you do see it amongst white players. There's a, there's a, a number of young white players that are in the auction. Mm. But I think in terms of representation, we don't have enough youth that is talented, that has represented South Africa in C20, that has been represented in this SA20. Mm. And, and then what kind of a message, you spoke about the message earlier on, what kind of a message then does this send? And, and I want to say how embarrassing is it for the country and CSA that your captain is not going to play in, the, in your tournament? I think it sends a poor message 
it sends a message that we, there is no faith in the captain. There is no belief in his ability as a player and as a leader uh, for the Proteus. But Tabiso, if I can also touch on this, that mm. it is an indictment on the system that mm. we, we have not safeguarded. For example, if you look at the IPL, they safeguard you by saying... Yeah, local every, players every, first. Every team must have X amount of players mm. under the age of 23. Mm. In a South African context, you can have youth and transformation and be intentional. Because if you compare this with the GLT20 that um, took place, at the, auction, at the end of the auction of GLT20, 19 black Africans had been signed mm. in that auction. In this auction, you've got six. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a massive backward step for cricket in South Africa and for the transformation uh, imperative. Yes, and, and I think that's where I'm going then um, because it seems like now the tournament is a free-for-all and no conditions were put in place here for these overseas investors. Should CSA have put conditions in place here considering these unique dynamics that we have as a country? And we're not even talking just about transformation. The, the only place uh, conditions CSA put was that seven international, ten locals. But the reality is, Tavisha, CSA is a government. It, it gets, derives its mandate from government. Mm. And they can't all of a sudden wake up and decide we are going to abandon transformation. And that's why this thing is such an issue. And we, if we just remove Kemba and stop making it about the individual mm. and look at the systemic problem, there is a huge problem here that we've got a tournament where people are coming to invest in South Africa. South Africa is a country with laws and policies in place. And those policies are not actually trying to take us backwards as a country. They are trying to advance a particular agenda. They are trying to advance uh, social cohesion and the growth of the sport in this country. But CSA has so it fit to say, no, when it comes to uh, tournaments where there's big money involved, we don't think it's enough for us to safeguard those laws to make sure that we, we are intentional. Because for me, the big issue is not just transformation, by the way. Mm. I think we should have had a youth component across all teams. Mm. Because if you say two per team, that's that's six times, uh, six times two, that's 12. Two, 12 youngsters under 23 in this type of tournament, that's great for the future of South African cricket. If you have whether two black Africans per team, that's also equally 12. It's, it's progressive. It's an attempt at saying this is how we safeguard our ecosystem. Because the T20 competition is coming up locally. Mm. It's like if, if you're playing in that competition, there is no incentive that you will be picked up in the future. You know, uh, the system just seems non-responsive. And everyone will be complaining that, what about merit? I'm like, merit is, is, it sounds like a rosy idea that these are market forces, but I really don't believe it. And if I can point to Tavisa too, if you look, for example, our league does not have Pakistan players. Mm. That, that decision is a political decision. They, because our owners are largely Indian players, and in the IPL, doesn't we don't Pakistan. get... Mm. doesn't have Pakistan players. Mm. So mm. when people come and cry meritocracy, they ought to be consistent. And there's no consistency. You know these things. People in their countries, they safeguard their country's interests first. They safeguard their people's interests first. And of course, we want a competitive tournament. Of course, we want the best players on the field. But those players are selected within a set of rules. 
Yeah, and, and even before the tournament started, I mean, it was highlighted to the league commissioner, Graham Smith, that there are no transformation targets for this tournament. And he said, yeah, no, it's fine. Teams can pick whoever they want. And I think alarm bells started ringing also there. And so are you saying, Umpile, that even government should have put its foot down here? The, the government, in my view, the government still has scope to put its foot down because CSA gets its mandate. Policy transformation quotas are not an option in South Africa. They are actually, they are a law. And if CSA is participating as a shareholder in this type of competition and is a majority shareholder, it does not all of a sudden, because we must ask them the question, where do they get the right to abandon the transformation endeavor? Who gave them the exemption? They can't say they took that decision independently that transformation no longer counts when every other structure below uh, this competition and above adheres to those policies. Mm. Because in, in the upcoming tournament, C20 tournament, teams can actually deviate and not be punished for it. And there can be no consequence of deviating from policy, from regulation. If, if, if in the next C20 competition, the domestic one, all teams decide, you know what? This game, we're just going to play all white uh, players. That's okay. CSA can't actually wake up all of a sudden and say, we're going to penalize them because they are starting to set the dangerous precedent, which is going outside the ambit of the law which is going outside the ambit of policy as set out by government as agreed through the Ministry of Sports and Sasko. So I don't see why this tournament is all of a sudden getting special treatment when investors themselves have proven in the past that if the conditions are there, any investor with a source knows that where they're going to get their money and why they're coming here. So if you can't always push the button and say the investors must choose. The investors are normally sharp guys, they know what they're doing, they know what, what, why they would come to South Africa and put money down. Because they want to make money. To, they want to make money. And mm. there's money to be made in this country. There is quality. We, we, are, we are, as a country, we have the right uh, uh, ecosystem from the ground, the pitches, the quality of players, the weather. Just the, the, it's a great place to play cricket in South Africa. And everyone wants a stake. So we have to structure it in such a way that it looks after our interests first. We can't now say we're going to do transformation retrospectively. Uh, the investors are going to put money in the transformation project. They must do that too, and we must still see representation in this competition. You know, that would be my perspective. Um, that would be my position that we, we, we are starting to see a dangerous precedent being set here. And if you look at, if you take it wider outside of sport, our society is developing this precedent of people breaking the law, leaders in society breaking the law without any consequence and deviating from policy. And, 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 the, and the government itself is not enforcing its own policy. It's not putting its foot down. It's not acting as a regulator to say, no, this is the regulation. You either adhere to it or this thing is not going forward. Mm. And the danger now is that people are going to come here, make money, take it out of the country, and what what was the, what does what does the tournament leave behind then, and what's hey, the legacy exactly. of the tournament? Exactly. Okay, we've got some reaction here. We are speaking to Umpila Ramela. Um, he played domestic cricket, uh, was a stylish better also. He's got a double hundred, I keep mentioning it, um, in domestic cricket so he, so he could bet. And he was also president of the SA Cricketers Association. We do welcome your reaction also. Um, uh, 061-4104-107. By the way, even Andele Petroguayo went unsold there, even though he was part of the last Protea squad that went on a limited overs tour to the UK.
good evening, Tabiso. You know, we still have a huge problem in protests, and it's not going to go away soon if we don't stamp the authority. Look here, the CSA, they, they don't respect themselves. I know they, they want this money, they make sacrifice for this tournament, but you cannot go on like this. You have the players, the likes of Sinatampakashin, Mashokwani, the likes of Kayazondo, who will not be prepared to even to play for the Proteas. But we have the likes of Frederick Klassen, Vian Molda, and, and many more, Tony Pretorias, who will be back to play. And even if they fail, they'll be rotated, come back to play. But we have the guys who they will just be called for South Africa A, but will never be transformed to the Proteas because they are not good enough. We only have good black bowlers, not better. And if you can give the guys that I just mentioned chance in the Proteas, they will just do exceptionally well. But there, we, we still have a long way to go in this one. Even in Tabiso, yeah, you know, Tabiso, I just took uh, this energy of sadness from um, Bavuma there. Um, you, you could hear that the guy is really sad and you, you, you could tell that he's, he's really let down. Um, and I think um, that there's a lot that uh, these players of color, um, our fellow brothers, are going through in the national team. And um, I think it was just the collateral damage for, for, for Dean not to be um, considered at the auction as well. Um, but um, I, I think the target was these two black players. And... Um, People who should benefit uh, should be the white players. So it's yo. It's... Good evening, SAFM. It is Mandilake in Deep Sloot. I don't understand the leaders of CSA. First of all, the national team is suffering. Uh, the World Cup of 50 overs. Now we put that aside. We put the transformation aside. We put the 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 dignity of the of the team. Of, of, of the proteas aside, it's free for all. These investors from India must come and do what they want, whereas they don't do that in their own countries. I just don't understand this, this tournament. And somebody in government need to do something really. Okay, thanks for those. Uh, I, I see there, there are more coming in, 0614104107, but I also want to go to the lines. We go over to Maputo. Maputo? Uh, KGM is in Maputo. Yo, traveling man, KGM. Good evening, KGM. Hey, good evening, uh, Tabiso. Good evening to my, my fellow listeners and, and your guest. Um, this, is, this is so emotional for me uh, because time and time again, you know, yesterday I was listening to the former president, Becky, talk about leadership. Um, we, we can blame the investors all we want. But this thing is here at home. You know, when you listen to Temba and, and the emotions that comes out of it, it's not, it's not just about uh, cricket, but this being cricket, we, we've given uh, our white counterpart, our white folks in this country, especially in cricket and rugby, the so-called predominantly white sports, they have the latitude to do as they choose. So if we are not going to be protected by government, through policy and implementation of policy, 
if we are going to allow investors to come from wherever they come from and, and just break the law as they, as they are doing, really, what do you expect Temba to do? The, mm. the, the poor man, and, and after him, it will be somebody else. Makaya started back in the day, if you remember, uh, mm, mm. Uh, talked about these things. It's a continuation of a bad thing. Today, Temba, tomorrow it will be Sipo. And so the continuation of a bad thing continues. So you're also it's putting the blame on government's door, KGM? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, thanks for calling us from Maputo there, KGM. Good to hear from you. Max from Valcom, good evening. Hello, Max. Oh, okay, Colin from Cape Town. Good evening, my friend. Good evening, Tabisu. Good evening to your guest. Tabisu, um, I couldn't believe when I heard it today. At, or yesterday, mm. you know, um, um, before this gets out of hand, um, have, has any South Africans in, uh, are involved, SA cricket uh, involved with this buying, or is it the Indian people? They pick who they want to, they buy who they want to, you know? And um, Temple is a, uh, the Proteus captain. Mm. Now, I wonder if there's any other captains you know, uh, around the world that were, weren't included also. So um, I'm just wondering now, I hope they don't blame Graham Smith or anybody else for this. Because to me, uh, it looks like, a, uh, it sounds like a syndicate of Indians who came over here and they wanted to buy who they wanted to buy. Mm. Is, that, is that true or what? Well, so Graham, no, Graham Smith no, is no, the no, league no, commissioner, no. so he oversees the whole the whole tournament. And then mm. the teams also have South Africans involved in the team. So if you watch the auction, you would have found maybe uh, Lance Klusner, JP Dumini, and all these guys were part of the teams, and they were making the buys also. I know, for example, Del Stein was also making buys for the Eastern Cape Sunrisers, Hyderabad. Oh, oh, so... Oh, so, Eastern Cape Sunrisers. Oh, so for, for their, their uh, individual clubs... They were bidding Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I see. But CSA then, has a stake in the tournament also as well as the broadcaster Supersport. Oh, and another thing too, I don't think India would allow for us to dictate and say who you must pick and who you must buy and what to, not to buy. They just take the money and say, oh, well, cancel it and go home. You know, it's, it's a money-making thing, man. And of course, this government's going to get revenue out of it. And of course, uh, if there's money coming to the country, draw the crowds, taxes, things like that, why must I put my nose into it? You know what I mean? Hey, Colin, so thanks. I, yeah, thanks for that. I, I, I do hear uh, where you're coming from, but I think what our guest is saying is that regulations should have been put in place. Even in the IPL, who started this whole T20 craze in their own league, they've got re- regulations in place that there must be young players also. I think there's a 7 for split also in favor of the local players. Local players must get a chance because they use the IPL to develop their own game and their own talent, but you would never have a situation in the IPL where, uh, let's say, when Virat Kohli was captain and Virat Kohli doesn't play IPL cricket and is captain of the India national team. Maxin, welcome. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still here, Tabito. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm fine. Thanks. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, you remember last time, Tabito, I told you about Temba Bavoma and you were defending him. You were saying, no, but he did this and he did this and then he did this. It was a poor this thing and this. Now I'm telling you that Temba Bavoma is not a material that can be selected. And now people from outside, from India, not even from here, they say, no, we don't want to select him. 
So now maybe you you understand where I was because that time you wanted to fight me. So what no, reasons what reasons did I give you? No, you were saying no. It's just this time, no, this average and this and this. Yeah, maybe you should just go score, score in the hundreds and this and this and the double hundreds. You are doing the, the double hundred. Which double hundred? Yes. No, you are saying he, because he's not scoring the double hundreds, the double centuries and this. So now and then. We, we don't want him we we, we say no he's not he's but okay. is that is, is that okay then so why do you why do you think he's captain of the protest t20 team exactly why why is he no, no i'm asking you no 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 people that selected him they, they, they must know but for me he's not a material that can be uh, even the the the, the I, I would either choose uh uh, uh, uh this thing uh 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 uh, 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 uh KG, Rabada. Ah, but you're because talking about they, they, a bet. You're talking about a better and a bowler now. They have two different roles. No, no, Temba- no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying today a consistent uh, 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 captain because for me, KG is is more consistent than Temba Bavoma. You see. But how, it how, is, how? When Temba has been the most consistent batsman in 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 the Test team, for example, over the past two years, and you can see how he's been missed in in on their tour to England, I, there, I, I, that I, they missed I, Mr. I, Dependable. I hear. I Do you hear remember the last T20 World I, Cup I, I also? I hear you, but I'm saying now I'm vindicated. You see, you are, now you are disproved by this. By okay, by so this is about you and me. It's about you yeah. and me. No, no, it's not about you and me. I'm saying these people have vindicated what I said. And I'm saying, let's not judge them to say, no, now, why didn't they, 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 why didn't they select them? I, I, I just think if you think, if you think he's not good enough, it's fine. Get your point across, but don't be personal. If you think he's not good enough, just say he's not good enough. But now you're being personal, you're making it about me and me. I'll give you facts. I'll give you the games that Temba played in the last T20 World Cup where he might not have scored 40s, but he, I mean 50s, but he scored 40s and, and he's got a big role to play in keeping the innings together and keeping that betting unit together, even though he doesn't score as fast as the other guys. Okay, he's gone. We're going to take a quick break. I don't want to keep on pillar for long. We'll let him respond to some of the questions and I'll go back to the voice notes. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. There have been so many voice notes now. I hope I've noted down some of the of the questions and the comments. But um, Umpila, just what have you made of the reaction from our listeners first? I don't know if there's one that stands out for you. I, th- I think your, your, pre- your last uh, guy, I think most of the people uh, get the initial points I made initially about regulation and enforcement. But the guy who was discussing your his beef with your position, <laughs> what what what, are, what people mustn't miss? There's a systemic problem here. Remove Temba Bavuma, put any other name there. How do you not select your national captain for domestic T20 competition? How do you not do it? What what confidence are you sending out into the world? Forget who that name is. But that's one problem. Two. This issue of this league, is, it, there, is a, there is a huge problem because it does not deal with our challenges as South Africans, which is how do we transform our sport? How do we give young players opportunities? How do we create an ecosystem that allows for athletes to come through? Because what people miss, they keep arguing that uh, people are selected on merit. The IPL became an engine for sport development youth development, and a huge part of the excellence you saw over a period of time in India in their national team. It was the outflow of guys starting to put in performances, learning from international players from abroad in the IPL. Now, our competition, that should be the structure. It should speak to our imperatives. Transformation, youth development, those are imperatives. 
Why is there no youth quotas? Why is there no transformation uh, quotas in terms of structuring this league and ensuring that not only does it meet the commercial objectives, but it meets the developmental objectives. It meets the objectives that actually bring South Africans together, that when we look at this league, we see a piece of ourselves in it. But that seems, CSA seems to be a loop of that. And there was a call of yours who, who made an important point. There are leaders who are responsible for these actions. And before we even get to government, Cricket South Africa has a black CEO, it's got a black director of cricket, it's got a, a, a black um, chairperson of the board. These are the people responsible for directing this, this vision. And secondly, Graham Smith is the, is the commissioner. He has been, if he is patriotic at any level, he should understand the necessity for transformation. You, and he has been a captain. He's had the privilege not only to captain, he's had the privilege to even be in the administration of cricket. And as the commissioner, he is the authority of the league. So people must say, we, we can't run away and try to blame Indian investors. They are South African coaches who can influence, but most importantly, if people can't influence, that's what policies are there for. You set policy guidelines so that people work within a particular framework that allows you to meet your objectives. That way, it's law. It's part of how we do business in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And we mustn't be emotional. We want to build a country where we are transforming. We are giving opportunities to young people. We are giving opportunities to black people, right? So we, we, people mustn't... I, I don't get the, this thing of people trying to be emotional about this issue, trying to say it's about merit. Nowhere in the world has actually... Been about merit. It does have an element of excellence, but merit is a different uh, question because you try to get your best players in your country to get the seat in alignment with your developmental goal, goals, in alignment with your sporting objectives, where you're trying to take the sport, you know? Mm -hmm. And that feeds into how you structure your league. That feeds into the composition of teams and into the composition of the league. So I think CSA has a lot to answer. Um, they have, not only from a transformation perspective, they must also explain why is youth not intentionally targeted if we really say this about this league. You know, uh, yeah, let me stop there. Yeah, and, and do you think like incidents like this or the like topics like this that we're discussing, Umpile, will make this tournament maybe lose legitimacy or credibility, especially with the black supporters and we've had the reaction tonight? I, I, I think this tournament uh, w is, is already losing legitimacy on two fronts on the front way, on the playing front. But the, the next level is that the com C CSA is a shareholder tabiso with super sport, right? Any government entity, any public entity, if you're going to form a JV with another structure, you need to have a transparent process. What was the process that was followed for the formation of this JV? Supersport is a broadcaster. A large part of the revenues in sports Actually, the lion's share of sporting revenue comes from the broadcaster. So if the broadcaster is a partner, how much of that money is CSA getting and how much is CSA, uh, Supersport keeping? Because everyone keeps saying this thing is going to bring in money. How much is it bringing? What are the projections? We don't know. Nobody knows the numbers. Nobody knows. And anyone who has worked in T20 leagues, I'll tell you, T20 leagues, they actually run at a loss for the first few years. Mm. And right. yeah.
Now, I wanted to ask, now that you've mentioned it, um, this is South Africa's third attempt at starting a league. The Mzansi Super League was around for at least two seasons. Uh, the Global mm. League didn't kick off, uh, get underway. What was wrong with the Mzansi Super League? Because there was also talk that maybe those bosses in the high offices were not happy with SABC having the rights to broadcast MSL. And I remember actually during MSL, if you watch Supersport Blitz, they never even gave scores of the MSL. It's like it wasn't even happening for them. The MSL never had the support of corporate South Africa. But as a product, if you look at what it did for sport, it was a competitive product. Mm. It, 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 there was transformation objectives and there were fans at the ground. Whilst it might have been around for two years, but its brand actually stands as something that was piloted, but it lacked the financial support. It lacked, there was no businesses that actually put their money down to say, you know what, we want to be part of this product. We want to actually be on mass television, which is the SABC, you know, and that's just the nature of this country where actually you would, you would think that from a, from a product position, you want to speak to the masses of the country. You want to put your money where it's going to get exposure on a public broadcaster where the majority of people have access. But surely that wasn't the case. Maybe uh, CSA officials didn't put it together a strong value proposition. I don't know. But you would have expected at least corporate South Africa to come forward to support the league. Whether they will support this league, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen in terms of the sponsorship packages that have come forward. Supersport is a strong brand, commercially and otherwise. So I think they might pull some uh, uh, sponsors in uh, because of their brand and what they stand for and their network. So, mm. yeah. The okay. MSL, at, at the GLT20, I think there was a lot of... The issue, again, was had to do with the broadcast mm. uh, issue, you know, because they couldn't get the broadcaster on time and there was just a lot of governance issues around that whole deal. Uh, I, I wasn't too close to, to the action in terms of understanding what the structure was there, mm. but I do know that it was, it, it actually got as far as the auction and it was ready for takeoff until the broadcasting deal wasn't quite um, sealed. And by the way, the MSL gave us Andrej Notier, been playing domestic cricket for years. Nobody knew him until the MSL and he was shown on SCBC Sport. But uh, uh, they don't tell us that enough, that uh, Andrej Notier is a product of the MSL. Okay, Mpila, I was going to let you go, but I believe there's just one more question for you and we'll let you go. Okay. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to Mpile. Um, Mpile, I'm very disappointed that Tembo was un- unsold. Uh, because I see that on social media, especially our our white South Africans are celebrating this and saying uh, it, it's it, because no, politics are, are not involved in this league. That's why uh, players who are not good have not been sold. But what do you think of this notion that Temba is not a T20 player? Uh, because I think that's rubbish uh, for me, the fact that he is slow and all of those things. And then going to the second issue, uh, the fact that black African batters in the system are not doing well. I mean, I can count a handful, Tabiso, if you look in domestic cricket. I can count Sabonelo Makanya. Uh, I can count uh, Kaya Zondo. I can count Lesiba Ngwepe, uh, Sinetemba Kishile, Tony Dezozi. Grant Mukwena, all these guys, all these guys, Libra. But yeah, and, and the fact that there's also a notion that transformation makes the team weaker. If you put transformation targets, it will make the, 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 the cricket weaker. But what do you make of this voice note here and the fact that people are saying, Umpila, that Temba is not good enough for T20 cricket? Now, 
I, I think um, Kemba has worked really hard to improve his T20, actually. So people must start with the truth, right? In, in that he has worked hard to improve his 20 cricket. And he is a very good leader. He's the best leader we have uh, out of the lot in T20, right? So if you put those two combinations together, he earns a spot in the T20, right? But I also want to, uh, your caller raised important points about the guys that have missed out. And that's why mm. I said to you even throughout the show that the issue is here is systemic. Mm. It's not even right? about Temba. No, not even about Temba. Because the minute you make it about Temba, everyone has a jab at the guy and they miss. And, and it's convenient to miss the fact that there is a whole structure underneath of players who are bitterly disappointed, who are actually were hoping to have an opportunity to, to actually showcase themselves. Right? And what people misunderstand, there is no better growth place than mixing with other international players. You know, Tabi, so if I can draw it from a personal experience. Mm. Karen, when I was at the Cobras, Karen Pollard was there. Ah, the West Indian. Right? And he was phenomenal for my personal development. And you would recall, I even managed to win, uh, to get man of the match mm. in the T20 final, even though I was not regarded as a T20 player. Mm. But that spoke to the volume of work that we did behind the scenes, behind from a developmental perspective, from an understanding, taking my game and thinking at an IPL level because he's got that exposure. He brings it with him. So if you're not going to give your players, especially the black players, that they keep saying, no, they're not improving, they're not getting better. If you're not exposing them to that quality of opportunity, what then are you hoping for? You know? So... Your, your caller was quite right that they are all these uh, guys like Makanya and all those guys. Mm. Yes, they might not be the complete product, but no domestic league has complete product. Yeah. What it does have, it has dazzling youth where you can see potential, where you know that if this guy is put in the right environment and we support him, he can take flight and he can become something. Yes. It, and and, yeah. and yeah. I remember that T20 final. He's got a 50, ne? Yeah, that partnership with, with Pollard yes. against the Knights. Yes. yes. I'll take credit for that one. Yes, yeah. and Ashim Amla was there. <laughs> uh, big yes. Richard Levy was part of your team also. Uh, playing with these great players yes. who have done phenomenal things in their careers, here I was as the weakest link in the team. Supposedly. Right? Mm. right? So what, what people mustn't miss is that sport is about these moments that magically create opportunities when somebody, all you need is you need to identify that does this guy have the ability to strike the ball? That's T20. If he's a batsman, can what? this guy do something special mm. for the team? If he can do something special, why not bat those guys? Why? Why must people be all hung up about this narrow gate as if we are picking cream of the cream when when actually domestic leagues are this mixture of international experience, youth. Uh, domestic players, and mm. creating a positive vibe and a vibrant economic uh, environment for sports in this country. That's what we want. I don't yeah. think anybody wants an exclusion of white players. We want a good mix of players. We want to feel represented. We want to feel respected. <laughs> okay, know? Umpila, we're going to have to leave it there, but thanks for the insight. I know we've kept you longer than we agreed on, but we really appreciate it. I think you've had a sober mind and you've brought sober-mindedness uh, to this debate when some people became emotional. So we really appreciate your time and looking forward to speaking to you again in the future.